Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, I want to talk about this headline. Um, in the Irish Independent today, it caught my attention and it says, I had a passenger who completely lost it. He kicked in my door and threatened to kill me. And this was the experience of one bus driver, um, Paul Fitzpatrick, who's been working as a driver on, on Bus Erin, um, with Bus Erin, with the service for the past uh, two years. And he's talking today about his experience. And we are going to chat about the rise in assaults uh, the bus drivers have to deal with on a regular basis. Um, one of those drivers is Spart, who's with us on the programme, because Spart, have you ever experienced bad behaviour like this? Hi, yes. Uh, thank you for having me on your show. Of course, I have many times I have experienced uh, bad behavior in our bosses. Uh, like, for example, the last Monday, I finished my duty. I was going back home and I stayed in the bus as a passenger. So, like, just left Dublin on a fingers road. Kids just thrown a stone in the window of the bus and smashed the window. So, uh, that's, that's only like a few days ago. So, uh, did they, just, they just threw stones... At the bus window. At the bus, yeah. They actually smashed the window completely, yeah. Smashed the window? Yeah. Was anybody so, hurt? No, nobody got hurt. I actually was as a passenger because I finished my duty. Mm. I was going back home, but um, nobody got hurt, no. But Only, this is common, is it? It is common, yeah. People throwing stones, uh, people taking drugs, people drinking alcohol, you know, doing all kinds of bad things inside the bus uh, it's very common and what do you do when you're when you're when you're you know at work and you're you're driving the bus like what do you do when this happens well we have a few rules to follow first of all we have to make sure we pull over somewhere it's safe to do so we have to ring a controller after that uh, we see we have to find out if everybody okay on the bus make sure nobody got hurt and then Depends the situation. Uh, we have to ring the guardie. If not, ring the, if not us, the, the controller will ring the guardie and we wait for them to come over and solve the problem at or take the person out of the bus. Or if we can't remove them out of the bus, we have to ring the guardie and come and remove them. So uh, it is um, it is very hard, especially mm-hmm. if the bus driver is uh, alone on the countryside and you have to deal with three or four or five people that have been drinking in the bus for three, four hours. It's not easy. Uh, this happening every day, so yeah. that's speak probably is happening in some bus now. Have you ever experienced any assault or anything targeted towards you, Spart? I have, yeah. I, I have. I have. Um, Around two years ago, I was doing a duty from Cork to Dublin. And uh, on the way to Dublin, uh, halfway, probably, you know, Mitchell Stand? Yeah. Uh, one of the customers came to me and said to me, driver, there's a customer there kicking a woman in his head. And I had, and I said, really? He said, yeah, and she showed me a video. So I pulled over in the bus stop and uh, I went to ask him to come outside to talk to him. So the guy refused, and he said to me, go back to the bus and drive the bus. So I said, you have to come outside, I need to talk to you for a minute. So he refused again, he stood up. So I went close to him, to, to talk to him better, 
and he kicked me in my legs. So then uh, he kicked me and pushed me, so he pushed me and I pushed him and I ended nailing down on the ground. And then I told him, if you don't hit me or if you don't hit anybody, I'll release you. So I released him. And uh, I called the guardie and the guardie came in 10, 15 minutes. They arrested him. And uh, they brought him to they brought him to court and they charged him for assault. And he actually was uh, he was wanted as well in UK for for drug related things. Okay. So. But you've been physically assaulted while at work. Uh, of course, I have. Yeah. 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 Uh, and this kind of behaviour, and I suppose just the attitude, you know, towards you and and some of your colleagues, like, have has it deteriorated? Do you think, or got worse in in recent years? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Especially weekends. Especially weekends is very bad when when people go out drinking. They drink so much, then they come back to the bus stop to get the bus to go home, and their behaviour is very bad because they're drunk. They don't know what they're doing. Some people might be very nice people. You know, they don't mean to harm anyone. But is the problem is too much alcohol in the system, and uh, they haven't got a clue what they're doing at that moment. You know. Would you support the idea of having a transport police, you know, specifically um, Garthi that would pop on and off, you know, buses or or trains at at various different times? Well, I support to have a better laws and be more tough and people to respect the laws and the guardy when they pull somebody like behaving badly in a bus. Uh, give them a fine and stuff like that. You can't have to have guardia police officers every single bus and train in the country. Let's say, for example, you go from Dublin to Cork or Dublin to uh, Donegal or Dublin to uh, Kenny or whatever part of the country. You cannot have police in every single yeah. bus. Uh, you could have crimes happening every five, ten minutes around the country. Uh, it's impossible. It's good to have police, transport police, but the thing is, are they going to be in every single bus? Let's say if I'm driving today to to Cork or somewhere, uh, are they going to be in my bus? Uh, are they going to come in 10 minutes, 15 minutes? But if the laws are more tough, it will be people think twice before committing a crime. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, listen, Spar, thank you for getting in touch with us and for sharing your experience with us here on the programme today. Uh, 53106 is the text number if you do want to get in touch. Jim is on the line. Jim, you're also a bus driver. I mean, have you ever experienced um, this kind of behaviour? How are you, Andrea? How are you? Uh, look, I have, but not to that extent. I mean, we deal, you know, different people deal with problems in different ways, but... We have a system, and I have my own system where I deal with the situation. I don't let it escalate. You know, if I pull up to a bus stop, and I always assess assess the area, assess the people that are waiting to get on my my coach, and if I see someone I don't particularly like the look of, or I know I'm going to have trouble with, I stand at the step and I say, "You, you're not travelling with me today." You know, and that's if you don't get them on your coach, you won't have a problem. And can you do that? You can. Um, you can just say... Sure, of course you can. I mean, every driver has the right to, uh, you know, I mean, it, once you're certain, you know you're going to have a problem with, it, with, it, with, it, with a passenger. I mean, your priority or our priority as 
as drivers, as, you know, public servants, mm. is to protect your passengers. Yes. That's your number one priority. The passengers that are already on your coach. Now, I'm lucky in the sense I have, I probably have the nicest job in the world. I get up at three o'clock every morning and I have a smile on my face, you know. Yeah. I look forward to going to work. Um, it's repetition for me because I do intercity and I know my passengers. Okay. Passengers get to know me. They depend on me to get them to work on time. And like I've had passengers that travel on the bus on occasion where you might have people going shopping, people going to concerts or going to the airport. Uh, you might have passengers who, I had a woman the other day and she hadn't travelled on a coach in nearly 40 years. And I dropped her off at the airport and she said, you know, I've never had, I never realised that travelling on a coach could be such a pleasurable yeah. experience because of the camaraderie that we have. You know, you get to know your passengers, but as I said, yeah, you, you deal with, listen, human beings are complicated creatures, you know, and you learn to adapt and that's just the way I approach yeah. it. You know, I and adapt to a situation. I've had, I've had an issue, you know, um, where a guy got on me bus, uh, sat down and smoked a cigarette. And look, I knew I was, I'm going to have problems with this guy, you know. So I got up off my seat. I asked him to uh, leave the coach. He refused to do so. So I adapted to the situation. You know, I got my passengers off the bus. I took the key out of the ignition and I locked them in it. Right. You know, and I rang 112 and the guards were there within 15 minutes and brought them away. Yeah. Now, it wasn't the only thing he'd done on the coach. You know, he'd done other things on the coach which wasn't pleasant. But that's how okay. I dealt with the situation. So you deal with the situation. But in general, um, I suppose I'm one of the lucky ones, you know, um, it's I love my job and uh you know, it's 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 not an issue for me because yeah. you know, you deal with a situation with and okay. that's the way I deal the, with it. Uh, you know? Yeah, the, um Assistant General Secretary with the MBRU, Tom O'Connor is on the line as well, uh Jim. Tom, like I mean the, the kind of incidents that that both Jim and, and, and Spart described there today, I mean, is this commonplace from from bus drivers? I mean, are these the sort of stories you're hearing regularly? Unfortunately, and I uh, they are you know, and we, we're dealing with the fallout. Just without going into a, a long list, in the last couple of weeks, we had a, a guy in Cavan, a bus driver in Cavan, uh, punched in the face and threatened with a broken bottle. Uh, the guards were called. Uh, the two individuals had terrorised the bus. They'd urinated on the bus. They'd destroyed seats. We had a, a driver hospitalised after being punched in the head in Dublin Airport. We had a, another driver uh, brought to hospital in Cork. Uh, in Crosshaven with a bus broken up in Carrigaline we have a driver today in with his manager in Limerick after an individual subjected them to 40 minutes of vile abuse and uh, done criminal damage to the bus drug taken uh, alcohol it, it, it's rampant mm. on the, the train network and the double bus network so what's uh, the solution? well look National Bus and Rail Union have one solution which is a, a dedicated uh, fully funded uh, transport police, yeah. and we've heard the NTA come out in, in, in the last couple of days, and, and the Tarnister and, and Commissioner Harris say that we we have we have uh, the current system and the new national control centre down in Houston, and we have a better relationship. But it's reactionary. We're always reacting mm. when something happens. Having a presence on board public transport, community guards on buses, 
public transport police uh, on the rail network on the Lewis's. It, it's going to be deterrent. It's going to deter these people from carrying out rather than us always reacting after the assault. After well, that's the, that's the thing. And I mean, that's sort of the situation, Jim, that, you know, as, as you described, and I appreciate as Bart mentioned, you, you can't have a guard on every bus, on every route in the country. I, I totally get that. But would you like to see that, Jim, just guards hopping on, you know, hopping on and off? I mean, random, random checks and be out there, be seen. But I mean, the guard you can only do, or transport police, no matter who, who you appoint, can only do a cert. They can only, we'll say, make the arrest or whatever. It's down to the judicial system. Uh, the, it's in, down to the next step, you know, the the form of punishment uh, to become a deterrent. But I mean, it's it's look, it's rampant on trains. It's it's. But as I says, I can only give you my perspective. I know, I it's, know. It's, and you know, the, and I I uh, I always assess. I will always assess the bus stop and assess who's there. What type of person, and you know, you, well, we yeah, can which, read well, a just, person very just, quickly. Just, you know? just on that, Tom, I suppose, like, and there is a texter who's got in touch here as well, Tom, to say, like, leaving the policing of transport up to the driver isn't appropriate. Like, Jim shouldn't have to. That's that's. I mean, he no, shouldn't have to do that. Absolutely not. Um, look, it's public transport as part of society, and and the last couple of weeks uh, we've seen a climate crisis across Europe with heat waves, and we're talking about droughts and water shortages and ESP blackouts, and we want to encourage people from private car onto public transport and people won't do that unless they feel safe and the only way they're going to feel safe is if the, the, the police and authority of the state which is on guard of uh, receive additional resources we know we actually we don't want them stripped out from other divisions we want additional resources provided to establish a public transport unit that will police public transport on a permanent basis but we and have that kind of anyway don't we well surely it would just be form part of traffic or wouldn't it no, it needs to be dedicated so it, it couldn't be pulled off. Uh, it needs to be there 365 days a year. Their job is, is to police public transport, uh, familiarise themselves with the bylaws and bus and on the bus, uh, uh, safety around uh, railway. And there will, there will be a, a public transport police and nothing else. You know, where at the moment, uh, they, they've Operation Twin Track, which is welcome, but it's one day or two day or three days a year. Mm. Uh, it's well publicised and... and, and uh, individuals and undesirables that carry out this behaviour and now so they avoid it for the one day where if it's permanent if it's, if it's constant people will feel so Yeah absolutely I, I love when you go down to the Lewis and you see the um, you know the security you know hopping on and off at various different stops I think it's fantastic it's a great the, great and if I may, the, the problem with that is that, that those security guards they don't have the power of caution. Oh, I know that. I know you need absolutely. You need the you need the deterrent. But but e- the the point I make it is that you know even when you do see the trial as you, you mentioned the operation uh, the the twin tracker that you know w- like when you see that actually happening and you see the presence on the mode of transport, I think it's um I think it's a great deterrent when you yeah. do see it. Um, Tom, we leave it there for the moment. Assistant General Secretary with the MBRU, Tom O'Connor, Spartan Jim as well. Listen, thanks a million to you both for sharing your experience with us on the uh, the program today. Um, a lot of people actually in favour of. The this idea of a transport uh, transport police. This texter says we need more transparency, standardised practices and staff to deal with these particular issues. Leaving it up to individual drivers is not the way forward. Keep your messages coming into us here on 53106. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.